time for the latest in sports debate. The hottest topics, the biggest question marks, answered right now. This is The Critical Eye with Erie Sports Now's Isaac Petcash. All right, we are back on a Wednesday evening in sunny, warm, and humid Erie, Pennsylvania. The temperature around us has been humid. The temperature in the NFL is even hotter. And what a day in the middle of the week to drop some more bombshell news where the Cleveland Browns are concerned. Welcome into the Happy 927 Studios. I'm Isaac Petcash, former NFL Jovan Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers and now of the Northeast Great Pickers, the head coach of that squad. He's also our Erie Sports Now contributor joining me. Wherever you may be listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or our website, erienewsnow.com. We're certainly glad you're tuning in with us today. We have a lot to talk about, Jovan. There's going to be one topic on the table today, and that is Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. Let's set the table for those of you who may have been in the dark. Maybe you were on vacation. Maybe you're just choosing not to tune in to National Football League news in the middle of August, which is understandable. It's it's everybody's break, right? The NFL seemingly goes for about 10 months of the year, so you need some time off. On Monday, the NFL and NFLPA, the individual that they jointly appointed to run the disciplinary hearing for Deshaun Watson, Sue L. Robinson, handed down her suspension. And that suspension of Deshaun Watson was six games. The reasoning behind the suspension for Sue L. Robinson was she looked at previous cases, previous individuals that also had accusations along the same lines as Watson did. She looked at previous suspension history from Watson. She looked at the six cases that were presented to her as part of the hearing, and she determined that six games was appropriate. Things have changed today. Today, the NFL has announced that they will appeal that suspension decision, meaning one of two things. Either, number one, the suspension could be decreased. Actually, three things. Number two, the suspension could remain the same. Or, in the NFL's eyes, the suspension will be increased. Jovan, before we get into the appeal process and what this means, I have to ask because I think there's a lot of drama and a lot of controversy surrounding the original decision. I don't know if you saw the NFLPA's statement that they put out Sunday night before the suspension was announced, but when I saw the statement, I texted John Leidick, our sports director, immediately. I said he's not getting more than two to four games. Well, I was wrong. I ended up getting six. The NFLPA statement made pretty clear that They weren't going to appeal this, and they didn't think anybody else should appeal this. Was six games right in your mind? I think it's an opportunity for the DA to look at the facts behind what really happened. And, And, you know, accusations are one thing, and people get so emotionally attached to accusations where they don't really pay attention to the real hard facts of what's happening. Um, Deshaun Watson, I think, A, either has a problem and he needs help, or B, which I think is more true than than the fact that he needs help, is that the owners of the Houston Texans are playing big bank, take little bank. So they're controlling the narrative that Deshaun Watson had all of these massage therapists and they deemed that he was inappropriate with these individuals. And I've been a pro pro player myself and, you know, knowing that we 
put a lot of investment into our bodies. I've never had more than one or two massage therapists throughout my career. So I find it hard to believe that 25 is a stretch. But, uh, you know, I think it's fair. You know, when you go to an outside person who's not tied to either party and they do a due diligence of research and they, you know, look at all the hard facts and, you know, all of the, the cases that have had this same sort of situation occur um, and then they give a, a suspension of six games looking at everything in, in a whole as a whole, I thought it was fair. But at the end of the day, the NFL has a job to do. And knowing that a vast majority of their fan base is women and they have to go out on a limb and show that they support women and they're going to have to they're trying to fight it and just to keep that money rolling coming in. You know, I find it interesting when when the NFLPA released their statement that they had no interest in appealing the decision. Clearly, they probably knew on Sunday night what the decision was going to be. It's important to note the NFLPA at the beginning of all this bargained for zero games mm-hmm. for Deshaun Watson. They didn't have any interest in suspending one of their players who they believed was innocent. It's important to note, I think, as we weave through this conversation, the entirety of this deliberation process for the Watson suspension, Deshaun and his camp have maintained that they're innocent, completely innocent. So the question that I have then for you, Jovan, because I I think a lot of people will make the argument, well, if he's completely innocent, why do you suspend him at all? And I think... To some, six games feels almost like a pity party on behalf of the NFL, right? We need to suspend them for a little bit so we can appeal to our audience. But at the same time, I think there's a big portion of the NFL viewing public that's looking at the suspension and saying, well, clearly Judge Robinson thought in some way that there was some guilt to be had by suspending him for six games. If you're going to suspend him, knowing that he's innocent in most to all of what he's accused of, why suspend him at all in your mind? I mean, I think I think it's just an opportunity for the NFL to say to the fan base that that are emotionally attached to the accusations against Deshaun Watson that they did their part and they suspended him for X number of games, regardless of being innocent, guilty, or indifferent. Um, I think it's just their way of saying, Look, we suspended him, we handed him down a punishment, keep everybody happy, and go on from there. But, you know, again, I I just find it hard to believe as a professional athlete that you have more than one or two massage therapists in your entire career. When you make that kind of money, you typically stick to the same person over and over and over again. If Deshaun Watson had multiple massage therapists, in my opinion, there's there's a a glimmer a slimmer of a hope that you know maybe something did happen or or something you know kind of crossed paths where it wasn't appropriate um and that's just me thinking logically from a a, a professional athlete standpoint um the only reason why you would change massage therapists would be because you know a they didn't do a good job or b you know something went wrong or went left and you have to go move on to somebody else so you know, but I thought the punishment was fair. I thought it was just, and I and I just don't think that with the NFL appealing this and trying to make this process, you know, go longer than it needs to go, that you know, I think they're again they're playing 
the the narrative of Big Bang play, takes Little Bank and just punishing them just because they can. So let's move on to the appeal. That's what happened today. That's the news that dropped. So the suspension lasted roughly 48 hours. It was dropped on Monday morning. The appeal came on Wednesday night. The NFL, if you've been following this, from the time the suspension was handed out, they had 48 hours to appeal the decision. They could either choose to let it be how it was or they could choose to make the appeal. They file the appeal roughly 36 hours after the suspension comes down. It's Wednesday evening. We're recording this podcast about at about 8 o'clock. The NFL made this decision right before news time, right around 5 o'clock. And for those of you who <laughs> might get upset at the system in the NFL, and we've had conversations, you and I, Joe Vaughn and Joe Ledneski and John Leidick, about how the NFL system, you know, the house always wins, right? The system is rigged towards those who, who claim the power in the NFL. Here's what happens next. So at the beginning of this trial, Joe Vaughn, and I, and I find this very interesting, right? The NFLPA and the NFL jointly appointed Judge Robinson to make this decision. They both had to come together and say, we believe that this is a good independent judge to be able to make this decision in a consequential manner. That now flies out the window. With this appeal, ladies and gentlemen, the NFL, specifically Commissioner Roger Goodell, now has full power to appoint a designee to look after this appeal case. And to make matters even more exciting, who gets the final say as to how many games Watson suspended? It's Roger Goodell. So... There's a lot of frustration, and, and, and we will get into the should he be suspended a more number of games, because I think that's a point to be had. But the big point in this that I find interesting, there's a lot of news today coming out of the Watson camp, Jovan, exclaiming and asking the question, if the NFL was going to appeal this, knowing full well that at the end of the day, Roger Goodell could make the decision, why did you even go through an independent officer to begin with your first thoughts on the appeal when you heard about it today quite honestly it, again i just feel like roger goodell in the nfl is one of the biggest mobs there is and to control the narrative that they stand behind the fan base and that they believe in you know what they believe in the owner's the commissioner, they're the most corrupt people in the business. They they can initiate anything they want to happen, and it's going to happen. So now with the appeal process and them you know, saying that they're going to appeal this, it's now giving the power back to Roger Goodell, and he's going to do what he felt he wanted to do all along, regardless of you know what happens throughout this process. The player very, very seldomly ever wins and these types of cases. So, sucks for Deshaun. Um, and it's interesting you come from that perspective as a player, you know, knowing that, you know, Deshaun maybe now does not have the power. As a former player, the Watson camp always said that they saw this coming. Do you think Deshaun knew throughout this entire process, even when the decision came down on Monday, that this is what was going to happen? I'm pretty certain that there there was talks between him and his camp that you know this could transpire and come about and i'm sure he was probably ready for it um he was probably hoping 
that they just accept it and move on? Because, I mean, I can't remember the last time I seen Deshaun Watson suit up and play a football game. And the last time that he did that was when he said that he wanted out of Houston. And then all of a sudden, boom, all this stuff starts to drop and all these bombs drop. And, you know, his career is is like being held hostage and they want to get him out of the league instead of allowing a player of his caliber to go out there and, and entertain fans, what the players get paid to do. Um, and he's one of the best in the business. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those unfortunate situations. You know, I, again, if, if this were to become something that was a true uh, accusation, then Deshaun Watson needs help. But he's remained the same person that he's been and said that he proclaimed his innocence from day one and he was willing to go the distance to fight this. So, you know, when somebody's going that hard and, you know, proclaiming their innocence and, you know, just getting tired of it. And, you know, I I think what happens is when you pay people off in a lot of people's eyes, they see it as you're guilty. But in my eyes, I think he was more tired of just dealing with it. So he was just kind of like paying people off to say, you know what? I got the money. Take this. We're going to be done with this. I never have to deal with you again. And I think a lot of people that jumped in and joined the massage therapist abuse thing were looking for financial gains. Do you think the NFL saw it as what you originally said it could have been, is that the paying off was hush money? Yeah, I think the NFL, they they looked at it as such. But I think in Deshaun Watson's case, I think his camp looked at it as, okay, if we can get rid of these people – we got the funds and the financial means to do so. So just go ahead and, you know, write them a check, get them out of the ear and, and no longer have to deal with it. But those other six, because, I mean, you don't you don't cash out 20 people and still leave six. So to me, the only people that really mattered to begin with was those six people that were that still going hard about this situation. The other 20 was probably people that the owner from the Houston Texans brought on board to try to just diminish his character. So, I mean, it's an interesting situation, but I I still think if he's going so hard about being innocent that he truly believes that he did nothing wrong. And, you know, typically when you didn't do anything wrong and you fighting it, I mean, as a player, you nine nine times out of 10, you probably don't win anyways, but you're going to fight it as long as you can. So, We sit now on Wednesday night. The process of hearing an appeal in the NFL normally takes a significantly shorter amount of time than an independent investigator looking into the situation. Adam Schefter on ESPN called this an expedited process. It it might be possible that on Friday or even Saturday or Sunday or Monday, as soon as that, we could hear this decision of the Watson suspension. I'm curious, Jovan, your thoughts because... There's a lot of pressure on the NFL, as we know, to increase the suspension to a year. Now, we told you earlier in the show, the NFLPA's stance on this was no suspension the whole way through. The NFL's stance on this was an indefinite suspension for at least a year and possibly a reduction in pay or a fine or something of that level. I like to think that in the end... The image of the league 
whether right or wrong, is going to probably win out over the stance of Deshaun Watson. I'd like to think the likelihood in this is probably a year-long suspension. And it's interesting to me, and and we go back to, to what we were talking about earlier, is that the caveat in the independent investigator... The, the whole way through was all Judge Robinson had to do was hand out a one-game suspension or more to Watson, and Goodell was able to, as the commissioner of the NFL, choose to hear the case in a appeal. Jovan, do you see this playing? I see this playing out. The only way that I can see this ending is a year-long suspension. Is that what you see coming for Watson? I, I, I'm almost certain that that's what they're going to push for. Um Like I I said this, and I think the player never really wins in these situations, you know, but you got to think about all of the things that have transpired since Deshaun Watson left from Houston. I mean, he signs the biggest deal in NFL history as a quarterback after all of these allegations have been out. The Cleveland Browns knew exactly, you know, what they were getting into. And they paid him to make sure the allegations really didn't matter. They paid him. The, the a four year or five year two hundred forty million dollar contract fully guaranteed. Right. Now that tells me that the Cleveland Browns one hundred percent believe Deshaun Watson is innocent. And it's interesting today they had no statement on the appeal because if if you go out and you pay a quarterback that sexually abused massage therapist a fully guaranteed contract then that organization takes a major hit with the fan base because you're basically playing, paying a sexual predator. Now, for you to go out and get a quarterback and you pay them fully guaranteed contract, that changes a lot of things for the NFL going forward because now every player and quarterback and you know people that are looking to get new contracts are going to be trying to get a fully guaranteed deal because it's unheard of in the NFL. That just that speaks volumes to me and and what this case is really, you know, what side the Browns stand on versus the Roger Goodell. Now I do think Roger Goodell is gonna he's gonna force the hand and he's gonna push for a year long suspension because that is gonna allow people to believe that they're standing up for the women and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, that's that's just how it is. When you're dealing with the mafia, you you you're dealing with people who have the power to erase your existence in a heartbeat. And that's what Deshaun Watson is up against. Now, I want to push you on this because the NFL is considered the mafia and and a lot of people's eyes of the media is also considered the mafia. Mm -hmm. And and you and I, in some aspects, are part of that. I'm part of that as a full-time job. I've looked, as my sports director as well as looked, John Lydic, we've looked in-depth a lot of the interviews that Deshaun Watson conducted before, during, and after the investigation took place, right? Whether it was in a courtroom, whether it was on the field, off the field. Here's the issue I have with Watson. And I think the NFL has to look very closely into this as well. A lot of what people make of you is what you say and do in the public eye. Clearly, these alleged incidents, if they happened, were private, right? They weren't videotaped. There wasn't significant evidence, Mm -hmm. at least not in the public eye, that would lead you to believe that he was innocent or guilty. But I believe, in a sense, you have the power to be able to steadfastly say or steadfastly show that you really believe that you are innocent, innocent, innocent. 
the tone from Watson has been, and Watson's camp has been, that he's innocent no matter what. But when you listen to him in interviews, Jovan, and when, you, when you've when you listened during preseason and training camp and, and during the court filings, every time he's been asked a question, it's been, well, I can't really comment on that. You'll have to speak through my attorneys. And I get some of its legal speak. But wouldn't you think a player of that caliber, a player who has that many accusations against him, and a player who may know that the NFL is also petitioning against him as well, wouldn't come out and say, listen, people, I didn't do any of this. And what you're writing and what you're saying is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That, 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 to me, I think could you could make the argument is a big reason why this has been maybe blowing up even more than it needs to be. Because I don't know if Deshaun has necessarily come out and made strong advances towards claiming innocence. Is Would you agree, disagree? What have you seen from Deshaun in his interview appearances and from the public eye? Because the way I see it, it's possible that those interviews and the lack of willingness to straight up say, uh-uh, I didn't do any of this, could present a problem for Deshaun. Absolutely. And, you know, being on the, on the media side, on the flip side of it, you know, when you hear him speak, it it does give you a feeling that, you know, there's still some underlying message that he's trying to hide. But, you know, in the beginning, he was really adamant that he didn't do any of this. And I think what happened with Deshaun Watson is that over time, his people in his corner probably told him, the less you say, the better you are. Because... You could easily say something and the media can portray the message however they want to sway it. So they're probably telling Deshaun Watson to not say much at all and just say, you know, due to whatever the case is, I can't speak on that. And uh, and it's probably for the better um, because I know you being a player and then being on the other side in the media that, you know, you can say something and – the media people kind of sway it and take it how they see it to portray. And then on the other side, you know, we ask questions, you know, because we want to get responses and we want you to talk about it. We want you to to be open about it. And and when you're not open about it, we ask more questions because we want you to talk about it. So, you know, it's easy to get caught up um, in speaking without thinking. And I think Deshaun Watson is trying to avoid that. Let's talk about the NFLPA. Uh, you were part of the league. Mm-hmm. You were obviously active and involved with other players. You know how the league works and how important as an athlete, as an NFL player, the NFLPA is for you. Mm-hmm. It's your union. It's your sticking point. The NFLPA has 48 hours to issue a response to this appeal. They haven't done so yet. It's early. It's only been four hours since the appeal was issued. The NFLPA to me is the wild card. They're in a very tricky position because they said, as we talked about on Sunday night before the original six-game suspension was levied, they would not come out and appeal this suspension. Where does the NFLPA stand on this, right? What do you think the NFLPA will do in the next 48 hours knowing that they've already said we won't appeal but yet they have a player who they think shouldn't be suspended at all, who now seemingly increasingly likely will be suspended for a year. What I think they they'll, I think they I think they'll they'll get they gather their thoughts together and you know they'll talk to Deshaun Watson in his camp, and then 
when he comes back and says, you know what, I want to fight this, they're gonna they're gonna make an appeal and they're gonna fight it. And I think, you know, if you proclaim your innocence, you have to do that. I mean, you can't just accept whatever's thrown at you um, after the NFL brings their appeal forward. Um, you got to fight it if you really, if you really truly are innocent and believe you're innocent wholeheartedly. You got to fight it, and I think that's what the NFLPA is going to do. Do you see this going to court? Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. It's hard to ask what would play out in court because I think we've seen so many of these instances that you know it's been it's been back and forth on one side or the other from Deshaun's point of view I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine yesterday when the when the decision came out we were talking about it and I asked the question I'm not sure if I can answer it yet does this benefit or hurt Deshaun the longer that this drags on Uh, we saw on a completely different spectrum with spectrum with Tom Brady mm-hmm. and the four game suspension a few years ago and the fact that he went to court and he said, Listen, I'm appealing this. I don't think I deflated the footballs. I, I think everything was fine. Completely different scenario. But we've seen players take this to the highest court and some have been successful and some haven't. Other players have chosen to just try it, I don't want to say sweep it under the rug, but they've tried to end things quickly. Mm-hmm. Do you think it behooved Deshaun to drag this out as long as possible, or is this something that he's going to want to just say, you know what, if I get suspended a year, I accept it and I need to move on? I mean, I think it's I think it's gonna do him some justice to fight it. I mean, I do think it's a possibility that if they look into these cases that he could potentially win the appeal. But at the end of the day, the reason why his camp said they wouldn't appeal is because I think they're just at the point where they came down with a six-game suspension. We won't appeal it. We'll we'll do the suspension, get it over with, and then he plays. Now they have to go back and revisit that, and it's one of those things where now we're going to fight it. No, we're really going to fight you on this because we we accepted a six-game. Now you want to try to give us more. Now we got to fight you back and uh, and potentially maybe – get him a lesser suspension. So, you know, it's just one of those tricky situations where you got you to gotta stand for what you believe in, and if they believe that he's innocent, they got to fight. Let me throw this at you. We talked about wanting to look good in the public eye. And, mm-hmm. and let me say, as a non-NFL player, from Deshaun Watson's perspective, I think there were a lot of people, I read comments on social media, I heard from some NFL insiders, individuals who work with the league on a day-to-day basis, There were a lot of people who viewed Deshaun accepting the suspension as a confession. They viewed it as him saying, all right, I did something, I admit it, I'll take my penalty, and I'll go home. In some ways, it might behoove Deshaun to fight this because there are people out there, and and maybe they're justified. Who knows? Again, we're sitting here in a room a few hundred miles away from where this is all happening. We don't know what went on. We're, We're... trying to make sense of a situation that keeps dragging on. But mm-hmm. if you're Deshaun Watson and and you choose to accept this punishment and you don't take it to court, boy, does that look like an admission of guilt. And I and I know that it might not seem that way. And you you make sense in what you're saying, Jovan, in the fact that, you know, you want to get it over with. You want to just be able to play. You don't want to have to worry about it. But man, this is a case that's dragged out for months. In fact, it started in another state, in another time zone. So if you're Deshaun Watson, what I hate to say, what do you have to lose to fight it? 
because in my mind, any settlement of, hey, I'll take the suspension, or hey, I'm okay with what happened, or hey, I'm not going to appeal it, I think to a lot of people looks like an admission of guilt. Absolutely. I think I think that's one of those things where, again, people are tied to situations emotionally, and they don't know all of the facts behind that accusation. So you have to be not tied to things emotionally to really make sense of the situation and, and try to understand both sides of the argument. And I think Deshaun Watson now has his back against the wall where it's like, all right, my back against the wall, I got to come out fighting. So now I'm going to fight this until the end. And that's just where it is. And that that's where he has to go uh, with. And because any admission of accepting a suspension is going to make it look like he's guilty for sure. Let me ask you this about the NFL, because we seem to think that regardless of whether Watson's guilty or innocent, there has to be, from the NFL's perspective, again, the House always wins, we have to show the people that mm-hmm. we care about people who are allegedly abused. Right. I would make the argument that, in a sense, the NFL's put themselves into a corner with the recent history of how they suspend players. I'll give you two examples. There are plenty of them, but here are two. Josh Gordon has been suspended for arguably the last seven to eight years with minimal input back into the NFL for abusing the league's drug policy. Yeah, you abuse the rule, but I would argue that smoking marijuana and potentially doing some other drugs, although it's, in my opinion, a a bad thing, is not as significant as sexually assaulting up to 25 women. I would argue that betting $200 on a game that's not even your game in the National Football League, as Calvin Ridley did with the Falcons, is not nearly as punishable or severe as sexually assaulting upwards of 25 women. But yet the NFL suspends Calvin Ridley for an entire season for making an illegal bet on a game that really doesn't factor much into his paycheck. So... The way I see it, the NFL has been, as we all know, inconsistent with their suspensions. Normally, in most cases, if you're a star, you get off free. Or, in some other cases, if you do anything to upset the NFL and its rulebook, you get the pine. You have to ride the pine for a long time. In your mind, Jovan, as you've you've seen the suspensions and you've been involved with the league and you know how the discipline uh, works in the NFL... Is it possible to say that the National Football League has put themselves into a corner with the recent selection of suspensions and for how many games to get to the point now where they essentially have to suspend Watson for a year? Otherwise, you could make the argument that the inconsistency now goes off the charts. I mean, I think the NFL has put themselves and dug themselves in plenty of holes with the way that they levy suspensions and... Currently, with the the Calvin Ridley incident, that to me, I think that incident with him betting on games that that is a a very bad situation for him to be in. I mean, I I don't think because they tell you before you even get started in your career that betting on games is gonna have a serious punishment. But they also attack. tell you not to rape women too. They do right? tell you that. They they tell you all of these things, and you know. It just get it goes back to, you know, not knowing whether or not he ever bet on a game that meant winning or losing yeah. 
personally with the Atlanta Falcons. So that's one of those. That's a, that's a tricky situation. So they they had to to do something in that regard with him. But in the Deshaun Watson accusation, where was these same the same energy when it was Ben Roethlisberger, and he was accused of raping a woman in a hotel room. You know, and, and where where was all of these suspensions and the talk and these independent, you know, investigators and all of this stuff when it was Ben Roethlisberger? But now it's just Deshaun Watson, and now they want to suspend him and try to practically end his career where, you know, Ben was one of those household names and nobody really kind of got swept under the rug, so to speak. So, I mean, it, there's, there's been numerous incidents where the NFL dropped the eight ball on – suspensions or not suspensions and sweeping things under the rug and suspending guys for years. I mean, that's, that's the NFL. I mean, they control what they want to do and who they want to do it to. So Deshaun Watson is in a bad situation where, you know, guilty until proven innocent, where it should be innocent until proven guilty. It's very interesting. You bring up Ben Roethlisberger because that was a report today coming out of the Watson camp that they plan on using Ben Roethlisberger's situation years ago as part of their crux to to levy less games. If you remember, Ben Roethlisberger was suspended six games at the beginning of the season. He appealed, had his suspension dropped to four. And I think the Watson camp might be wise to put that in their argument to say, listen, you know, you have to hold people by the same standard. Times have changed. We know that. But still, if, if the accusation is there, but there's no guilt then are you allowed to suspend me for an entire year? And, you know, that's a question we're going to have to answer. So, so, Jovan, we've talked about how this could play out. I think we both know that the suspension's certainly not getting reduced. It's going to be a minimum of six games. We probably think at least a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, In your mind... A lot of times when we talk about big cases in the National Football League specifically, other leagues you have cases in the MLB. It was the Trevor Bauer case that's still being appealed. The NHL, of course, we all know what happened with the Chicago Blackhawks and their organization mm-hmm. and the blow up that happened there. And the NBA's had their you know let bevy of scandals as well. But I think specifically in the NFL, there is always a reluctance to change. There's never really been a case in the history of the National Football League that's tipped the iceberg to say we need to change how the discipline system works. Is it possible that the Deshaun Watson case, regardless of what the answer is, whether it's a year, six games, four games, whatever, could be the case that tips the iceberg, Jovan, or is that iceberg never going to move, knowing what you know? I mean, I think it. I think this is is a, a time where the iceberg should get tipped, and changes should be made to how they levy suspensions in the NFL. But will that iceberg move? I'm not 100% sure on that because the league has been the same league and ran by some, you know, different people throughout. But pretty much they keep pretty consistent with who's running what and who's in control of what and it's been numerous times where you've heard from owners you've heard from the commissioner you've heard nothing from players being innocent 
but they're all getting, you know, different slaps on the wrist or suspensions and things of that nature. I mean, think about the Brian Flores incident in, in Miami. The owner comes out and says that he jokingly told him, if you lose games for a draft position, we'll pay you $100,000 for every game you lose. That was considered a joke. And he got kind of what I would deem as a slap on the wrist, have to pay back a million and a half dollars, suspended for a couple, you know, whatever. But he he admitted to, he admitted to doing it. Why wasn't his his suspension and and the punishments levied against somebody that admitted to doing something wrong as extensive as how they're trying to do Deshaun Watson? I mean, the NFL is never going to tip that iceberg because they're going to protect their own. I mean, I've heard Jerry Jones come out and blatantly tell people like how he ran his program and, and, you know, players are like slaves and they should shut up and do what is told and, you know, get your money and just keep moving forward. I mean, this is the NFL. I mean, this is the reality of the business. The owners, the people that make the money are the ones that are in control. And the commissioner is just somebody that's on their team. Man, what a lot to scope through. Uh, and again, like we said, who knows what the answer is going to be on this Deshaun Watson case. We could have a decision as early as tomorrow, for all we know, as Friday. Uh, the NFLPA is two days to respond, and then we go from there. And it could be that Deshaun doesn't play at all this season. All right, last question. Does Deshaun Watson play a game in a Browns uniform this year? That's a tough. That's a that's a tough question. It's it's one that you know, and I have no ties to either side. I don't know Deshaun Watson. I don't know the women. You know, I I don't know anything about the case. But what I do know is that this man has proclaimed his innocence, and the NFL, in my opinion, is doing everything they can to make sure that he doesn't play. So I think he gets suspended for the year, but. I would love to see him play. I know he's a talented player. I do know that if he if he did the things that he's being accused of doing, he needs help. And and from a player to another player, I think that he needs to seek the help that he needs and he also needs to do things to, you know, show that he's supporting women that have been abused and that's going to help him kind of even out his image yeah i think getting help regardless would be important for deshaun Absolutely. not just in the public eye but for him i mean you've gone through a months long deliberation of accusations that if true as you mentioned you do need help and even if not true that's a Still, lot of trauma for a player yeah he needs, he needs he's gonna need some mental counseling somebody that can help him cope with you know all of the stuff that he's going through i mean he's been out of football for almost two years now and you know I haven't played it down a game that he's loved since he was probably five six years old and he he played it at the highest levels and won at the highest levels and did everything under the sun to win football games and now he has to go and deal with this and um you know it's just a very unfortunate situation but you know as a player you got to fight it and you got to deal with it and you you can't just say that i'm going to accept what's given to me because if you're if you're 100 percent innocent then you got to fight until you can no longer fight anymore. There has been a lot of fighting already in this case that started back in Houston, Texas, and now has moved to Cleveland, Ohio, and almost every city in between. And we'll see what happens right now. The suspension on Wednesday night at 8.46 games. Will that be increased? 
Will that be decreased? Will it stay the same? Time remains to be tell, told here. But if we know one thing, as Jovan Johnson talked about, the NFL is likely to bargain very hard with a very substantial amount of poker chips in the middle of the table towards a one-year suspension. So we'll see if Deshaun plays in a Browns uniform come 2022. All right, that does it for our podcast on this Wednesday evening. We'll be back with another podcast to talk about the upcoming NFL and high school season. And of course, we'll break it all down when the official verdict comes out of the Watson suspension ruling. Enjoy your Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you back here next time. Get ready for the Hall of Fame game tomorrow. The NFL season officially begins tomorrow night. Take care, guys.